this is the Crush Monocle Podcast, the show where we talk about stuff. All the stuff. I'm your host, Coop, and this is my co-host, John. Hello, happy to be here. <laughs> uh, okay, this intro is not so bad. No, it's better than the last one. No, yeah, it's better than the last one. We're working on it. All right. Uh, our guest this month grew up in Oklahoma City, where she studied at Har- Harding Fine Arts Academy before securing a scholarship for Pratt Institute for Visual Arts. But it wasn't until she was introduced to SoundCloud and a MIDI controller, her music career seemingly took off overnight with her first song gaining over 100,000 listens in less than 24 hours. Since then, she has released four EPs, two albums, including last year's Nocturnal, as well as Top the Charts and played major music festivals, including Riot Fest, where I was introduced to her music. All without a record deal? Come on. That's weird, but anyway. So cool. (laughs) Ladies and and gentlemen, uh, Mackenzie Ellis, but you know her as Mothica. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Great reading of a bio of mine. Uh, I know. I'm not very good at these intros. I have to take notes on an old school notebook. Oh, that's so, awesome. We, we so so context, we had a we had a guest two episodes ago and he said that it sounded like his like obituary, like as it's like you know, he's oh, like wow. dead and like that's what you read about like someone you know. <laughs> I need to update my obituary then. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that she did, so I tried to cram it all in there. No, it yeah. sounds uh, amazing. I wish you'd introduce you do- me like that. That's why I'm so awkward. You're never like, this is John. He has a cool yellow snow hat and looks like an idiot. Yeah. You know, or something. need <laughs> a different bio every time. <laughs> yes. Uh, how are you doing tonight, uh, Mothika? I'm good. Yeah, it's like rainy in LA, which is like my favorite type of weather. Nice. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It it is very cold in Chicago right now. Yeah. Mm. Salt Lake's Not getting LA Salt Lake's getting destroyed by snow. We've gotten like three feet in like two days. It's been insane. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I missed the Salt Lake City date on the tour I was on with oh. Coheed and Cambria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sick. Um, but I heard and I saw many photos and videos that the stage was swarmed by bugs. Yeah. That's, we have, <laughs> we have. What what venue were you playing? Oh, I'd have to find it. Okay. I don't know. It was outdoors, though. Oh, okay, okay. The bugs, yep, you know. Yep, yep. That sounds Summer really is, yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm sure, you, <laughs> sure you're, like, super excited to come back <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I mean, I like bugs. Usually they're like, already dead <laughs> right, right. on a wall, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand. Uh, is, it, is it true that you actually raise moths? I did raise some moths from caterpillars, um, which was, um, yeah, a gift from, uh, well, I am signed now. So my label head had a bunch of caterpillars of Luna moths. And uh, yeah, so I raised a bunch of moths and they hatched seven months later. They were in cocoons (laughs) for seven months. Then one day you wake up and there's just like a green Luna moth. That's like the size of your hand. Did you have them inside of those like inside like netting cages that they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did Kinda you put like, like fruit at the bottom basket. or whatever? Yeah. It looks like a laundry <laughs> basket. Yeah. 
Um, no, because moths actually, most moths don't eat oh, when okay. they're full grown. They yeah. only eat when they're caterpillars. Oh, okay. So okay. it's kind of sad. They just kind of live <laughs> off their storage. Yeah. Okay. And then, okay. They bloom and then yeah. they just die off. That's that's great. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> I I have actually eaten so much that I could probably live for the rest of my life without eating. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Very metal. Um, very... Yes, <laughs> totally. Uh, so you were on tour with uh, Coheed and Cambria, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's that's so a, cool. That was that's kind of a. Um, Actually, I was going to get into genres a little bit later because I hate genre labels, but that's kind of a unique pairing. Uh, how'd totally. that come about? You know, Coheed and Cambria and Mothica. Um, I actually didn't find out how they found me until later, but mm, okay. uh, their management company knew of me when I was looking for management. So I think that's how I showed up on their radar. Cool. And supposedly they kind of described their perfect opening act. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think it was like someone younger who's like on the internet, a woman. And here I am. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I was like, yes. Um, so, yeah, originally it was going to be Dance Gavin Dance. And then they uh, got booted off. And then it was Alkaline Trio. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really cool. I mean, we had a very different touring experience cause they were in like, you know, the legit like tour bus and yeah. my band was in a sprinter van, just like right. trying to keep up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trailing behind. <laughs> so yeah, that's, awesome. um, that's cool. It's a, it's a, it's a good combo. So I'm going to be completely transparent here and say that I discovered your, your music by watching you play at riot fest back in september in chicago oh, wow um i actually we had an, a, an exchange in the press area i said yes. hello i love your show i love your set and you're like yeah. thank you like really polite and then that was it <laughs> <laughs> um but okay so uh i would say roughly in a roundabout way just uh, i would say that you're kind of basically pop music right yeah to a degree sure. to a degree i mean you're just better it's you know, there's more uh, layers to that, but I was introduced to your music because I didn't uh, just the name drawn me to it. Yeah, the name's <laughs> cool. so good. The name is so yeah. good. It's so good. It's so that's good. great. When I go to uh, bigger festivals, I always make it a point to check out the the smaller or the younger acts because that's you know that's stuff I probably wouldn't stumble across on their own. And uh, but when I heard that you kind of got your start a little bit from TikTok or viral. I was kind of turned off until I saw you perform. And I'm like, hey, this is actually good. This isn't like a TikTok gimmick. That's awesome. No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, I started using TikTok in 2020 when most everyone else did. Yeah. And so it's been funny because some people, like, all – found out about me through there and so i yeah. get kind of lumped in as a tiktok artist but i was releasing music to nobody for five years before that right, so, right. yeah right yeah <laughs> people it's so funny sometimes people are like i discovered you in 2020 i'm an og fan and i'm like no, <laughs> no. Oh, you weren't there in 2015 <laughs> when i played two people but um no i mean it's just another way to find artists so i i yeah. don't care either way but um yeah the genre thing is interesting because i've i've 
played with many genres and I always consider myself a uh, dark pop or pop yeah. or rock, but I take inspiration from everything. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. All these festivals I'm playing this summer are like incarceration and rock. Yeah. Bill, like gothy like, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, one yeah, show it. is like I'm opening for Corey Taylor of Slipknot, so I'm like, okay, ah, I'm yeah, that's so cool. That's so cool, though. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying. Like when I when I saw all the stuff on the lineup, um, my photographer that weekend, uh, Kennedy, if you're listening, uh, I'm like, uh, who? What does she do? What is this show? She's like, oh, I think it's like a TikTok type of thing. I'm like, oh no. But then I went and oh. yo Young Blood was there too, and I I know he like a big TikTok type of thing. So when I saw him, I'm like, wait, this isn't pop. This isn't like dancing. And I mean, there's some of that, you know, you do kind of, move it's got around like, it's not... got like awesome texture to it, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a good baseline. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's, that's what I was getting from it too. Like just, yeah, know. I felt very, very dumb that in my head, I pictured it being like a TikTok dance, like, you know, like, <laughs> So, yes, yeah. I haven't done any TikTok dances, but thank you for letting me uh, change your perspective. And I can't remember. Cool. Seriously, come on, man. Yeah, no. When I when you uh, took my photo at that festival, I can't remember if I actually had an interview going on or if I was just standing in the press hoping someone would <laughs> talk to me or interview me. It's kind of like, oh, that's hey. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, that whole weekend I kept geeking out with with certain people, and I know the people in the press area were probably wanting to throw me out because I only had like a couple interviews. You're like uh, you're like supposed planned. to be ornery if you're in the press, yeah, <laughs> right. So I got to be professional. I can't geek out and just approach people. So, uh, but yeah, so I listened to the album after after that Nocturnal, and then I kind of went backwards, listened to your the stuff that come out before nocturnal and it's all extremely solid and not what i thank originally you. expected so yeah man I think it's good it's stuff awesome. it's, thank yeah, you really thank you shit. appreciate yeah. it yep <laughs> so uh with the social media thing that's like a that was a, um, an important part i guess for people to discover your stuff does it irritate you does it frustrate you when people open with that like i just did uh or you're a tiktok artist <laughs> oh my god cool right <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me. For a while, it did annoy me a little bit that on like Spotify, my related artists weren't anybody yeah. in my genre. It yeah, was that would drive. Yeah, yeah, that would like, drive me nuts too. Personalities. Yeah. 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 Um, and I was like, wait, this isn't right. But uh, I mean, like when I started using TikTok and social media, or I mean, during 2020, like my career was just at an all time low. I felt so rejected by the industry. Yeah. I mean, I started using it when I was 25. I felt like I was, you know, you're like ancient and right. you know, the music yeah. industry standard. <laughs> and it's only been positive for me. It got more people to hear my message and hear my songs. So, um, yeah, I, I never like, and I also feel it's a little different because I never actually had any songs like go viral on TikTok. I, I had videos yeah. do well or, um, but I've never, that's my next goal. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm scared. I don't want to become a meme. But... <laughs> I, I, I don't want ever, to become yeah. a meme. 
<laughs> yeah, no. Um, I don't ever like write music with the intention of right. uh, promoting it on anything. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the like hate comes around TikTok artists is because some songs that get popular on there kind of sound like they were made to be a sound bite. You know, right. they're like, yeah, like 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're like, like your stuff doesn't have that at all. It's like they're like full on songs, like full on compositions. There's substance. Like the low end, like you said, like that's my favorite thing is like you'd love a good bass line. Like those yeah. are always consistent in like the majority of your tracks. And like, yeah, I love I, like Thank I you. It. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, you would think uh, that, which you're a very visual artist, obviously, with the, the music videos, which are awesome, by the way. Yeah. Thank uh, you so much. All that, the visual aspect. Uh, and of course, you don't set out to make viral stuff, but. How important is the visuals to your your music? When you when you write, uh, do you ever think like, oh, I'm gonna make this type of song so I can have this kind of video or? Ooh, um, I don't really think of the video before the song, but I am like, I have a visual arts background. That's mm-hmm. what I went to school for. That's what I thought I was going to do is work for other artists and help them with their visuals. So that's super important to me. And I don't like to cut corners with like the quality of like merch and designs. And so I love building that. And then this album Nocturnal was the first release I had. Um, Yeah. Partnered with a label and I did my own little imprint label through them. So that was the first time I ever actually had like a budget to try anything. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I mean, such a learning experience. Like (laughs) money does not buy you a better art piece sometimes. (laughs) But um, yeah. So even going forward now, I'm like, it's the visuals are becoming even more important where like this next album I'm working on is like a full visual album. Oh, <laughs> so. cool. Oh, that's cool. awesome. Yeah. Are you yeah, going to have like a I'm video scared. for every track or something crazy like that? Really? Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, yes. nice. Love it. Love it. Yes. Yeah. It's a concept album. We're going visual <laughs> film. No, I don't know. Not a film. Yeah. But <laughs> Documentary behind the scenes. Connected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, really cool. I wish it, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So a lot of the videos um uh I direct with my boyfriend who's a director. So oh, cool. I end up Very kind of cool. creative directing it and he he has all the experience. So um that's super fun to develop together. And the only reason why I feel like I can do a visual album is because I live with my collaborator. Right. <laughs> and I go. can yeah. wake up every day and be like, what if hey, this video hey, did what about this? this? Yeah. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, like, hey, are you awake? Wait, wait, hold yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. I have an idea. <laughs> have to buy props right now. Yeah. That's awesome. Exactly. Well, you know. And again, when it comes to pop music, you everyone always kind of always jumps to conclusions and thinks of it as really polished and really sterile. And and even myself, like I said, I didn't I didn't think you was going to be as good as you were because I'm thinking of pop music. So I didn't, you know, that's all I was thinking of, like the MTV or the, you know, that shows my age. But you know, uh, what's MTV? You, yeah. <laughs> oh, MTV. 
Yes. The MTV. Yeah, yeah the see, MTV. Yeah. Right. He's talking about when they used to show music videos. <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I know. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> uh, great. Um, no. Uh, so, but your music, even though being you know a little on the popper side, it's actually closer to the do-it-yourself elements of punk and you know garage rock, and you've kind of did the same exact thing only in a different genre that rarely ever gets the the cred for that. So awesome. I'm, I mean, I'll take it. I am very DIY and like my whole career has been me kind of like, like I said, like I, I came from a visual background. So um, I feel like one of the less musical musicians and I still have to convince myself that I know how to sing. Uh, every time I do sing, I'm like, oh, I don't, I'm not that bad. No, your vocals are great. Like, really? Yeah. Like, do you really feel Kidding like that? Me? Like I do well just because like when you're a vocalist or a singer there's kind of that stereotype that they're like and i have lots of vocalist friends who are just like riffing all the time Uh doing crazy stuff and i'm not someone who just like sits around like singing all day like Like a creep on your couch just like singing riffs yeah yeah Yeah. but um yeah like doing vocal runs and like that no but um yeah i mean i came up doing like the electronic music just singing on edm tracks because that was like right. you know just singing acapella over a track and then produced my own music and then you know but i was like a hardcore kid in oklahoma that's what i listened to i went to metalcore shows i was at bring me the horizon right. white chapel a day to yeah. remember devil wears prada that and paramore my chemical romance and then when i started making music i thought well, I'm not a band, so I'm not going to have guitars and like fake that. Right. Right. And then over time, it's like when you're producing in a bedroom, I, you know, you can actually like make rock music in a bedroom with not a full band. So I didn't want to let myself do that until in the last year or two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like, and that to me, that's no different than kids getting together in a garage and recording music. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the new, that's the new garage rock is bedroom producing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I seriously. So. Yeah. A thousand percent. Well, uh, John here is actually in a band where all the band members are across the country. Yeah. Oh, so wow. That's... Yeah. Yeah. It, we're not so. as cool as you are, so don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So are you writing from afar and sending stuff? Or are you doing Zoom sessions? Uh, so the, the way that it kind of works is like um, we kind of just pick like what element we're going to start from. So we have like a drummer that lives in like Western New York and like our producer lives in Cleveland, Ohio. And we have a singer. I don't even know where he lives. And I'm in Utah, but we just kind of decide, like, what we're going to start from. So, like, am I going to lay down, like, a long bass track and then everybody else is just going to kind of build from it? Or are we going to have the drummer, you know, play, like, a a song or some beats and then everybody kind of goes from that? And then we kind of just see what happens. I don't know. It's tough because it's, like, we mostly just, like, text and email each other, right? We don't really have, like, conversations, so... It just kind of like organically what? happens. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's it's definitely. I grew up like playing in rooms with people, you know. So it's 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 weird. Yeah. 
but it's fun. It must but, take a while to finish a song. No, I mean, the person that lives in Cleveland, who's kind of like our producer arranger person, he is like really just loves being like editing sound and just doing it. So he does that like on his spare time. So like, you know, like when the rest of us would sit down to like knock out a couple of episodes of a series, like that's what he does instead. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. That's awesome. Why are we bringing up? No, we're here to talk about Monica. <laughs> Why are you talking about? I don't want to talk about my shit. Like, what are we doing? Okay, here? okay, okay. Well, I, that's a good. It was a good segue because okay, I wanted to ask okay. you, uh, how do you approach writing a new song? Do you, being as a vocalist and with experience producing, do you come up with the hook first? Do you come up with the like the vocal hook, or how, where do you start Ooh. normally? So I have a huge um list in my phone of song title ideas so i usually start okay. with the title oh wow oh that, um, that's cool yeah, yeah. so that's so just kind of like your overall theme or something like you start from that you're like this is kind of what yes. i want this song to like feel oh, like. oh cool okay yeah um yeah. and i don't know where i heard about that but i do that so for every like different album or era i have different notes one of the notes is called hit song titles. Um, okay. <laughs> <That's stupid. laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, so I'll just think of like, sometimes it's just like a little phrase or whatever. And so I'll write from that. And like with Nocturnal, it was all night sleep theme. So I'm just going ham on like lullaby, night light, good yeah. night. Like just stuff like that. And then yeah. hoping that inspiration will strike and it'll actually turn into a cool song. Um, and so, yeah, I usually write with like a producer and another writer. I like to have three people in a room makes it less awkward. And, uh, it's not like one-on-one. It's kind of like, yeah, group of people like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm writing all the time by myself, just trying to start ideas just for fun. And, um, like, that's how like my song Buzzkill started was like, I was, I originally wrote um <laughs> that hook over like a youtube beat so <laughs> okay yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was a much different song but um <laughs> yeah i just uh start with the title so i guess yeah i like the way like the track list like looks and then i have to make sure the i can think of a clever spin on like bringing a real meaning to um the song so yeah I le- like I I legit pulled out like my calculator on the first intro track when you're like you haven't slept for this many days I was like wait how many years is that <laughs> yeah and I like punch- I punched in the days that was set on the on the on the album and like was like divided by three sixty five and I was like that's seventeen point three six like years like you know was that like a did you yes. just did you just throw that number out or was it like a specific like yeah does it have so meaning? the the interludes on my album are this uh voiceover which yeah. is um it's an ai voice but yeah he's the voice of oh i just ruined the mystery but he is the voice of mothman so yeah. uh, oh okay that. Yeah. yes and uh he's basically narrating my album as if it's like a sleep tape like right you know, yeah yeah that's moth, i loved you know. that part yeah yeah that was yeah. that had me like totally vibing out yeah so 
Yeah, the random date was just uh, the number 37 is my favorite number. Oh, okay. So I okay. wanted to make okay. it very extreme that okay. people okay, that cool. listen are very cool. nocturnal. They are yeah. not sleeping. I was like, this is 17 plus years of not sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people, you know, they might relate. No, I was driving and I hit a stoplight and I was like, rewinded the track and I was like, 365 and i was like that's so long not to sleep <laughs> props to you for listening to those interludes because i put so much time into those and i was like wait no one's gonna listen to these no they kind of made they uh, kind of made the album yeah. for me like it like yeah. bridge like bridge sections of the album like that that's great yeah so like the songs are great but like that kind of made the journey more fun in a way you know yes I mean? yeah so. I like the interludes because it elevates the the, the thematics. We did. Uh, yeah. We always talk about the band Failure, um, and they uh, they're known for having so many interludes through the things. And like I've listened to them without the interludes. I'm like, this is okay, but yeah. we kind of need the interludes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, makes it more cinematic. Yeah, it's super fun. It's yeah. like a journey instead of just like, oh, I'm just throwing an album on just to listen to it. You're like, no, I'm going on this adventure. You know? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, so. I. Uh, appreciate that you use the lyrics for sleepwalk oh yeah oh yeah you know it's a really popular song but people don't know that there's actually lyrics to that song yeah there's a lyrical version in the like original instrumental and so when i was writing nocturnal i was watching the conjuring and sleepwalk (laughs) is in it and i was like oh and i love 50s music and i'm always trying to like somehow put that in my music and so it was like a perfect little cover for the beginning yeah, yeah. it's it's great it's the opening it's this like the it pulled the me song. and i was like fuck yeah yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah. originally yeah it was like uh originally sleepwalk and nocturnal had like a seamless transition yeah oh, um, okay. yeah it was gonna be epic but i couldn't like for some reason i couldn't uh use sleepwalk and nocturnal something with publishing but yeah, yeah. you got like the yeah. you mastering rights and stuff i get it yeah yeah so uh lyrically uh you speak a lot you're very transparent in your lyrics and you've talked about you know everything from addiction to you know depression and all that uh how important are life experiences to the songs that you write on, on a general i mean do you actually set out to say hey i'm gonna write this song about this happened to me or does it just kind of come out that way Um, I mean, I view my writing in like two different sections of my life, which was basically before I stopped drinking and after I stopped drinking, my lyrics were very different. And Mm -hmm. before I stopped drinking, I would talk about things in a very metaphorical way, just bury it down. And then after I, you know, got sober, I kind of started writing a little bit more diary-like and more like honest yeah Mm -hmm. um and so yeah my top songs are all about like sexual assault and surviving a suicide attempt and addiction and so um i didn't know those would connect in the way they did and i was scared to be that like um straightforward about it in my lyrics and then when it actually did connect with people i just like continue to write in that way and not try to hide behind all these deep metaphors of love it. Yeah. fire and ice and water, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Love it. That's so fucking cool. I really appreciate yeah. that. I, I appreciate that honesty because um, I, I feel that sometimes there's a lot of uh, mainstream artists that kind of romanticize 
a lot of those things that you've, mm. you've experienced. And I'm not name dropping or pointing fingers, throw shade. Everyone writes differently, but none of, despite going through the stuff that you have gone through, none of your music romanticizes any of it. You're just literally just telling your story. Yeah. Well, you'll hate the next album then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. But um, I am still writing about the same stuff. But uh, funny enough, I am not romanticizing it, but talking about how it felt when I was younger and how I mm-hmm. did truly romanticize being a, um, I don't know, a tortured artist mm-hmm. and uh, how that like has grown with me and how like i don't know the media like when i was 16 i was like i want to be heroin chic and like i'm now like you know all these years later like dealing with the repercussions of (laughs) that path um but yeah yeah i uh it it, at this publication bearded gentleman music i uh i called out uh 21 pilots for a lot of romantic romanticizing Mm. a lot of that stuff uh the fandom did not think take too well to that and i've <laughs> you know uh oh no so, don't yeah. don't get don't get those fans mad at you <laughs> uh, but that's a good segue into your fandom you have i can't i couldn't believe when i first started you know checking your stuff out and going backwards i couldn't believe how big of a fan base you've created in such a short time like i know to you you've been you know recording music for a while but you know I mean, you've got hundreds and thousands and you've got like 25 million plays on on spotify and how do you do it like how what how did you get so many fans like overnight like what's what's the secret well i i don't know i think (laughs) yeah because to me it's not overnight there is a few moments and spikes in my like following online i can like remember my song vices that popped off in 2020 like that i really saw overnight like a hundred thousand more followers yeah it's crazy um and then you know i i interact with my fans a lot there was like two weeks straight i was on zoom calls with fans um i mean i have a discord that has two thousand members and there's constantly like little contests going on in there right um I send a lot of like postcards and I just try to like be empathetic to how I would want like my favorite bands to interact with me. And so, um, yeah, I try to like be as present with them as possible. And so, um, I don't know. (laughs) Well, whatever it is, you freaking nailed it. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's very, very impressive. Um, I'm also shocked that you discovered me in real life because that is very rare. And (laughs) like, I'm very online. And so like you actually convert, like we're converted and seen me live. So that, that, that gives me a little confidence. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) I, well, I, uh, in my uh, coverage of that, of that festival, um, you're you're one of my favorites that I saw of the Aww. bands who I didn't know, so uh, it it was good. You performed really 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 well. It was I couldn't believe there was so many people there too at that stage. Like why wasn't she at the bigger stage? Because there's so many freaking people here, you know. 
So I know. I'm saying no. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, she needs to headline yeah. this year or next year. There you go. Yes. Yeah. It's so funny because I definitely hear about that or like with uh, previous managers or like their other artists were like, oh, their their font is too small. I'm like, I'm just lucky to be on the the list. Like, I'm yeah. just trying to get on any yeah. stage. That, that actually makes me crack up. Like managers sitting around being like. Wait, this is my client. Why is their font so small on this bill? Yeah. This... What the fuck? Like, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not there. I'm not like font level uh, big, and I can font level. fight for that. You know, I'm still like adding the little sticker that's like a little tiny yeah. circle yeah. on the bottom. <laughs> um, you said earlier that you, you treat your fans how you want them to be treated. What was the music scene like in Oklahoma City when you grew up? I mean, I know you got to see you know a lot of bigger acts when they would come through there from that market, but did you get to check out a lot of smaller acts or? Oh yeah, locals? it was a lot of local shows. I mean, like you know, a pizza lot, like parking lot, like really local or really big. There's not a lot of like medium level venues in Oklahoma yeah. when I was growing yeah, up, and so. Yeah. Yeah, it was like a local scene, little hardcore bands. And then I saw like, yeah, Fallout Boy at like an arena. Um, So, yeah, it was definitely more of like a social thing. You'd go there and probably smoke weed and drink. And um, (laughs) a lot of bands that probably would be canceled now if I told all my stories. But (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, so you could like, yeah, interact with, uh, yeah, bands then but uh i did get to go to like warp tour in 2009 so that was a big deal i got to see paramore but (laughs) that's that's cool i haven't i think the last time i was at warped was probably like oh five or oh six oh wow so yeah (laughs) again showing my age Uh, what Ugh. have, uh, we normally do this in the earlier in the show, but, uh, what have you, uh, what have you been listening to the past, you know, month or so? Like what's some, it's a good record you've been checking out. Ooh. Um, I, so I have a lot of playlists, so I'm okay. constantly, I'm a playlist person too. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, I have, we, I we might uh, be on the of, same page here. Well, I have one that's just, uh, female fronted bands. A lot yeah. of pop. It's every genre. And then I I just started a new one that's like artists under 100,000 monthly listeners. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I listen to, I actually listen to a lot more like indie rock, I, I guess. And so, um. yeah, there's a band or he's an artist, Swansea Skag, I really like. Oh, okay. There's a band called Ill Peach, I like. Um. <laughs> Ah, the band. I, I need to Park. start writing these. Days. Yeah, I know. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, I will send you my. It's called Moth Finds. Okay. Oh, yeah. very cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have an artist on there with like less than a hundred monthly listeners. Okay, so Good. I'm I'm digging, and <laughs> I like to pretend to be a little A and R. So. Hey, well, yeah. you said you always wanted to start working, you know, for bands behind the scenes. I know. So. Yeah. I I know that's that's a very long 
pipeline dream when I can actually have time. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I wanted to start my imprint with rides so that I could potentially sign artists. But right now I have like no time to do that. But I, I love, I love being right about something, you know, being like, I'm yeah, right. you're like, I found these guys first. You, you should pay attention. <laughs> yes. <exactly. laughs> well, I think it's uh, really interesting how you started out building your fan base um without a label and here you are with your own label mm -hmm. so yeah it's I, super that's, fucking cool that's it, yeah. i mean it was like truly like in 2020 when like the music started doing well it was such a validating moment in my career like i just had just the yeah i seething with yeah. i told you so's like just seething with it like <laughs> look at me and because I really felt like this industry like had just uh, discouraged me so many times. Mm. And like, even a, like I've had industry people say like, Oh, well your music peaked in 2017. Like it's just not going to be playlisted anymore or whatever. And it would just like infuriate me. Yeah. And then um, I built this whole branding of being an independent artist. And so when yeah. all these like labels and major labels started approaching me, You're like, Fuck yeah. I was kind of like, <laughs> I was being a little, uh, a little picky, a little choosy, you yeah, know, a I little would. like, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, Cause I, I, been, I know they knew who I was or whatever. I've had previous emails with, um, but it felt really good to like have it work and have it be truly from something I did. And I could like take credit for just, yeah. you know, filming stupid videos on my phone. But um, <laughs> then when I, yeah, got the opportunity to like sign, that was like just such a affirming moment of like, now I get to have this power yeah and, and a budget sick yeah <laughs> well i mean just so the people listening could understand uh mothika here went from you know having her music on soundcloud in just a matter of a few years now she's label mates with like afi and at the drive-in and and has her own freaking super label cool. so fun that's cool. <laughs> super cool thank you thank you yeah, I'm still trying to get AFI on a song. I've been I've been working that angle for a while, but we'll see. Well, hey, you you guys are label mates now, so you're, yeah, you're I know kindred. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can make it happen now. Yep. What have you been listening to, John? Well, God, I can't follow that. She's like, I started my own record label. I have these no. cool ass playlists. People like pay attention. No, I'm I like, fuck, I don't know, like. So I have two things that are going to drop tomorrow, and I okay. know that it takes us a week to do production, but right. Um, so I'm going to say one thing that's already out, and then the two things that are going to drop tomorrow. Okay, cool with that. Cool. Yes. So there's an album out by the band named Bruxa Maria, and mm -hmm. the album's called "Build Yourself a Shrine and Pray," and mm -hmm. it, they're like this UK band that's been around for forever. This is my first album for them. So I feel like a total like noob asshole. I should have known, you know, that they were cool <laughs> like five years ago. But um, it's it's like it's a lot of everything. It's like um, there's a little bit of black metal in there, but then it's super progressive, and then it gets like super experimental. But the thing I love about it is like the drums and the bass just kind of do whatever. 
over the top of like all this super heavy stuff. And so it's, it's really cool. Like, and the band kind of like has this very like DIY, like progressive kind of, you know, but they're from Britain. So you don't necessarily see that usually from Britain, like British bands, you know, these mostly just kind of, they stay out of politics and stuff like that. But Rex Maria is like very much into that, which is cool. Um, but the thing that I'm stoked about for tomorrow is the new Big Brave album is dropping and they're like okay. one of my favorite bands ever. Uh, super drony, um, female fronted kind of just noise, but the drums and the way that they just like build like, um, distortion, just cadences and stuff like that. Absolutely insane. And then, uh, there's another album that's like post punky kind of arty stuff by, uh, person called miss grit okay and um it's just very kind of like dancey kind of uh post post apocalyptic like shit like she's very just kind of tired of social media she's very tired of everything and i'm super stoked on it like she's basically released four songs from the album so like i've it's like an ep at this point but like the rest of the songs drop tomorrow so pretty excited about all three of those, even though one's only available to listen to right now, but it's nah. like we're recording live, so I don't know why. <laughs> Are you listening to Sleep display. Token? No, no. Do I need to be? Not listening to Sleep Token. Apparently, John. Ne- neither of you? <laughs> I No, I, I don't <gasps> know Sleep Token. I'm literally wow, pulling it up right now. Wow, oh, Jesus wow, Christ. Wow. Look at that. Mothica, Mothica's shaming us on our own um, podcast. On our own podcast, cool. man. Come on. So, yeah, they're, they're – I mean, I didn't want to bring them up because they're too popular to – Oh, promote, okay. But, like, they are have, uh, they're an anonymous band. Okay. Um, So they wear masks and their whole thing is, like, yeah. worship, kind of, like, ghost Yeah, era, like ghosty like, stuff. Yeah. Stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like the band Ghost, but um, yeah, they, it, I'm they totally cheating like... as you're talking about it. By the way, I'm yeah. like pulling it up as you're talking about it. So I don't want to see that metal, <laughs> but there's R&B, there's electronic, and they have this song like, um, well, I heard them first, the offering, but they have the summoning, which is like popping off on TikTok, um, for very horny people, basically. You just have to listen to it, um, but. <laughs> Yeah, they like are creating all this hype around them, which is so sick because they actually aren't even on TikTok, but people are making videos with their songs. Yeah. And I think that's almost like so much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> you just organically yeah. have people promoting your stuff. But um, yeah, Sleep Token, Bad Omens. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it looks like they have a new album that drops on like May 19th or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Cool, 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 cool. They kind of like. What's cool is they, you know, have really heavy songs, but then they also just like will randomly go into like a, you know, down tempo, sexy. Yeah, like death. Yeah. Section. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, cool. Okay. So it's like anyway. there's some like funky bass too. It's yeah, it's okay. uh I like I like artists that like you know challenge genres. It's fun when you have you know attention you know disorder <laughs> just like change the song every five seconds yay i can yeah. pay attention give me now. some give me a different genre <laughs> seven different times in yeah. one song. the yeah. album that i listened to the most over the past couple of weeks is uh by a group called hell hell ripper 
Yes. Uh, Ooh, whoa. Yeah. yeah. They're, it's kind of like a, I keep saying they, but it's actually just one dude. It's, uh, yep. he's Scott, he's Scottish. Um, it, the album's called, uh, Warlocks Grim and Withered Hags. <laughs> okay, let me guess the genre. Is it like Lord of the Rings metal? <laughs> yeah. Well, she, she's well, close. She's yeah, close. It's, it's, it's not of that ilk, but it looks like it. Because when I saw okay, the album okay. cover, when I saw the album cover, I'm like, whoa, this is going to sound like Dio or something, you know? Yeah. Um, it it doesn't actually sound like Dio. Dude, come on. Uh, There's like tracks that are named like Goat Vomit Nightmare. Like, come I on. Know. Let's. Let's it's be real of, here. She's it's right. Kind of, it's very Lord of the Rings, black metal, like ripper <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, come on. it's uh, it's, it <laughs> sounds like it sounds like if Motorhead covered a Venom record. <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of oh, it's so funny because like this next album I'm working on, like sonically super different, but like the titles and stuff I've been gravitating towards and visuals are super metal, and so I'm just always <laughs> writing these. <laughs> and it's so funny because it's going to be such like uh yeah like uh be bamboozled when you listen but like can, good. can you always... work in can you work in like goat vomit into one of your like <laughs> oh <laughs> tra- i was yeah i was titles? actually li- uh <laughs> listening to cannibal corpse which uh yeah, don't read the yeah. lyrics. It ruins. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, no, right. No, I was like, right. I no. want a cannibal kind of to just like. And I was like, no, yeah, I don't. No, no I don't. you don't. No, no, um, you just have to let it wash over you. You don't pay attention. Right. Just kind of like. But yeah, just like wings of agony <laughs> and like suffering purgatory. You know, just like super metal with it. Yeah, that's been yeah. Uh, inspiring me a little bit. But <laughs> I love that stuff. Like I love when uh, I, I'm a big like '80s thrash fan. So when I see people like make references to that it's usually like at a self-aware kind of way because there's no way people, you know, yeah, take Exodus lyrics seriously here, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I hope I hope so. I hope so. But um, yeah, people put I on mean, Cannibal Corpse albums and they're just like. These lyrics are true. Holy fuck. Like, <laughs> so scary. But, uh, yeah, no, I, that's what, like, I think rock music has got the best merch, best artists, best yeah. designers in the game. So, um, yeah. you know, my merch has always been very inspired by that. And people yeah. will be like, oh, I thought you were going to be like a little heavier sounding. No. <laughs> You're like, no, but I got this metal tee with all the yeah, yeah. shit down the sleeves. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you started, I obviously you used to said you're, you know, you're working on stuff, but have you started recording your new album yet or? Oh, yes, it is yeah? almost in the mixing stage right oh, now. Man. Oh, man. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So cool. I, I, I imagine we probably can't talk too much about it because it's still, still probably a little ways off, but uh, it's going to be very different, you say? It's different. Yeah, it's different. Um, it's inspired by different sounds than Nocturnal was. Um, Nocturnal was like, yeah, a little more rock inspired. And so there's definitely... Yeah, guitars, but mm-hmm. there's some shoegazy elements. There's some oh, like cool, cool, dark cool, cool. wave elements. So like, yeah. I have synths on it um, that are like, yeah, dark, cinematic. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and it's like a genuinely like generally darker sounding album, but lighter musically. I don't know. 
I don't know. <laughs> when you say shoegaze, I, I wonder, like, how much are you using, like, a ton of live drums or program drums? Or, like, what's the percussion like on the new stuff? Um, A lot of, not live drums, mm-hmm. but, um, like, one song I think might be one of the lead singles. It has, like, a My Bloody Valentine, like, kind of vibe to cool, it. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't know what else to yeah, say cool. about it. I did another yeah, we... podcast when I was still writing the album, and I I, I was like, it's going to be this, it's going to be this. And then it like, changed completely. <laughs> All right, okay, never mind. Yeah, we yeah. won't keep and you. And then I was like, oops, don't want to paint never you into a mind. Yeah. Right. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we don't want to ruin that. that from the record. <laughs> I will say yeah. at one point, there was a Western vibe that has now been Oh, that would be cool. I know. Cool. <laughs> I just love slide guitar. I just love yeah. a little you know like that yeah. yeah and so i'm always trying to put it in stuff even though i'm like oh, stop stop <laughs> stop work. doing this to myself yeah don't stop doing it just go for yeah. it yeah. yeah yeah now being that you're you know you're signed to a label or or whatever has that changed the way you record uh like the new album compared to like nocturnal or some of your earlier music like how different is it no, I've always kind of recorded like with producers in their like home studio. Okay. I don't go to anything fancy. Um, I'm still like recording in people's living rooms. Um, the only thing being signed has changed has been like, uh, yeah, the the budgets or like the photo shoots or videos and yeah. doing yeah. that less DIY. But um, yeah, this this album I'm I'm working with. Mostly a producer, David Burris. He did Forever 15, Buzzkill, Vices. Mm. And so, yeah, working with the same people and hoping to just, like, keep elevating with them and, like, continue to support them more. Yeah, that's cool. Love that. Is that a 2023 thing? Or Oh, yeah. I want to put it out, like, I don't know, fall. But fall, the, yeah. the big deciding factor is... Uh, this visual album I need to shoot and yes. edit before yeah. the videos. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So how many, so... Tra- how many, I mean, how many tracks are you thinking? Like, cause that's a ton of video. If you're doing like 13 tracks, compared Oh, it's to eight 12 tracks, compared songs. To... Oh yeah, shit. It's 12. Oh. So <laughs> it's, it's kind of like a narrative where, you know, it's not 12 different looks, 12 different, you know, yeah. videos. It's there's repeating locations so yeah. that like it's a little less crazy. Other. Yeah. Yeah, right now okay. I'm trying to figure out if I can afford to have a vintage red car or not in one of the okay. videos. Yep. Um, Go fund me. We need a, we need a vintage yeah, red yeah. car. Because the... <laughs> I'll just like be, I was like, this was going to be a simple idea. Because you know when you're writing a visual album, like some some ideas will be simple. Yeah, it's easy. It's no. Easy, yeah, it's and I was like, this one's going to have a choreography. Like, and... And I'm like, mm, that simple idea. What if it was actually a vintage Corvette? You know, like, yeah, yeah. oh no, like, we yeah. choreography plus a car. <laughs> yeah, choreography and a car and an actor and. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, your uh, your mom helps you with a lot of your your stuff, right? I've oh, heard yeah. that. Yeah. My mom sells vintage clothes in Oklahoma, so yeah. she has a massive like warehouse of vintage everything. <laughs> I so love props, that. Props, any so type cool. of props you want. Does she have collect. any cars that we can borrow? Sadly, <laughs> no. They actually, my parents drive my old Kia Soul, and I have a new Kia Soul. Um, 
It's you very can't funny. use that for the video. No, no, yeah, not Kia Soul. Like I do want to do a Kia Soul commercial so bad. Like I'm, yeah. I'm trying to manifest that because like I am a Kia Soul apologist. Oh no. But, um, Evangelist. Evangelist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love my Kia Soul. I've had one for 10 years. But not it's not a super sexy music video car. And no, uh, I, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. I understand. I understand. But my mom will help me find weird props. Um she specializes in 60s and 70s, so it's a little tricky because she loves like colorful flowery stuff, and I own yeah. her black and white. Yeah, you're like, right, right. no we need this to be darker <laughs> yeah the, the other day see i'm not very good at being viral or getting thousands and millions of people to look at my stuff so the other day i'm trying to uh, build up hype uh, about the podcast and i uh, i thought i was tagging mothica to my post i'm like oh let me hang oh. out mothica and then but i didn't i i misspelled your you know your handle or whatever your mom is on twitter and corrected me on it. Yes. She's like, uh, her handle is Beer Mothica. Oh, I know. You know? My mom is in those comments. Dude, she you got put mean. in the timeout zone by I Mothica's did. mom, dude. I, I, I replaced, I, my reply is that like Homer Simpson gift where he like fades into the bushes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Unfortunately, I don't have Mothica on Twitter because I changed my handle for a while as a joke and someone yeah. Claimed it, um, and they know. I've been trying to buy it back. Um, so but, annoying! Like, knock it off! Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's so. It's okay. Just... I know. I've been wrongly tagged, but it's it's fine. It's fine. But my mom does regularly. <laughs> yeah, especially if your mom's my... on like tag police, like <laughs> that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. She's like replying to people who like haven't gotten their order, like with uh-huh. like customer <laughs> yeah. support. Yeah, like, she's like, awesome, they're like, where's my vinyl? And she's like, yeah. my daughter's vinyl will be to you in two weeks. They have shipped it out. It is coming. The UPS only ground. like bad thing is she's here is the tracking nice. number. Yeah, she'll be like committing me to things like, oh, I told this person you would do this thing, and I'm like, mom, no. Oh, is that why you're on our podcast? Is that why you're yeah, on- <laughs> my mom. Uh, yeah it was funny when i uh i was gonna reach out uh to have you on the podcast i actually i was gonna try uh, back in december but uh a bunch of stuff went on but i didn't i read that you didn't have a publicist or pr but i guess this was old stuff i was reading i didn't even know you were signed so i had sent an email to some to somebody who i thought was your pr and they were responded saying they weren't interested so i'm like wait a minute but I thought what? she didn't have a PR. So then I just DM'd you on Twitter. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm just going to shoot my shot this way. The old school. Oh, I'm glad you still made the attempt. Yeah, I... Yeah, I think there's a PR person at Rise, but it's probably hard to get my emails because yeah. I don't have management right now. So, right. like, oh, I don't even have any public emails. You have to, like... Yeah know someone to uh, that's not a uh it's not a bad thing i think it's awesome because i mean even though you've you've got a billion jillion followers and fans and listens yeah. and you're on a major label and all that uh you're still kind of doing it diy like how you used to do it yeah i mean i've always been so diy super involved um still trying to find management though because i can't do everything um yeah, but in I'm this sure. meantime of yeah, but in the meantime of writing a new album, it's been fine. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm uh, still taking taking meetings. Ugh, it's like dating. It's awful. <laughs> Speed it's like the manager. Tinder, you're like, I don't know about this manager or this PR person. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they have for yeah. artists. They have a tender for music artists. Find oh my PR, god, that would be know. so. That's like cursed. the next. That's like the next level like thing. That, the next level app that needs to happen. Like yeah. it comes with Bandcamp. You you start a Bandcamp profile, oh. and then you start. You also start like a Tinder profile for management and PR. You're swiping so, to the left and to the yeah, right. Can you imagine? So... <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Um, with all the DIY, would uh, would you recommend young artists doing it that way? Would you do word of advice for Ooh. for young artists out there? Um. Yeah, I think the best advice I could give to a young artist is to, to understand that like no one's going to step in and like change your life overnight. And they're not going to just do all the work for you, Hmm. even at this level where I'm at. And, you know, I've seen more popular friends, like you have to be your biggest supporter and your hardest worker. You have to do so much of it yourself. And, um, like, I think a lot of uh, artists need to like, well, I recommend like reframing the way they view social media. Cause I think mm. a lot of my friends come to me for advice of like, I right. hate TikTok. I don't want to make videos. I don't want to do this. I'm a musician. And you're like, I think to view it as an opportunity to like really bring people in in a right. way to sh- promote yourself, but have it, you have to like change your mindset around it and that it's like a positive thing that yeah. this could like be the thing that really finds you that super fan that's gonna, you know, get your lyrics tattooed on you and change yeah. their life. So that's something I'm constantly talking to my friends about. Um, but when I was like, you know, starting out, yeah, it was different. It was like SoundCloud yeah. was almost a social media site and blogs mm-hmm. yeah, were more sure. popular than Spotify. And so it's tricky, but I think if you can be like super, you have to be your biggest fan and you have to just like work as hard, harder than anyone else is going to work with you. I think it's, uh, it's not, you know, pushing your own product, uh, self, self advertising and, and all that stuff. I don't, I think with social media, it's not as a, a dirty word as it used to be. Mm. You know, I, th- I think that, uh, I mean, you're out there just telling like, Hey, I, I put this out here. I'm, there's an album I worked on. There's no shame in that. I yeah. There's a lot of, you know, I'm quite a bit older than you, but I remember being like a teenager, early twenties, all my friends who recorded music, they're like, Oh, I don't care about being in the machine. I just, it's all about the art and that's cool. But in reality, it's 2023 it kind of has to be social media or no one's even going to find the art anymore. Yeah. And I think people assume they have to do it one way and you really don't have to follow what someone else is doing. You can like, there's so many ways to share music now and it can be a clip from a live show. It can be, you know, the music video, you don't have to make up a dance. <laughs> like, yeah, right. we're, we're past that. Like you can be yeah. creative about it. And that's how I view it as like, when I'm watching TikToks, I'm like studying, I'm like seeing what other people are doing and what can I do that's different and like yeah. a little more fun than just like kind of 
adding to the noise of um, the videos. So, so I want to ask like a random question: like, how yeah. weird is it to see like someone tattoo your lyrics onto them? Oh my gosh! I mean, it only happened in the past few years, and yeah, like- but like. I think that, like, me as a person, I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, it's so crazy. Like, I mean, that what, was like, like a what do you goal. like? What's the initial reaction? And then, like, how do you like cope with it after? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, my initial reaction is if when if they're really young, I'm like, I hope you don't regret this. Because <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm covered in tattoos. I love tattoos. Yeah, I, I have I, a ton too. I have yeah, a ton too. Yeah. I have lyrics and stuff. And, um, yeah. Same. No, it's it's amazing. There's like even someone on my tour that got my signature tattooed. Oh, um, okay. So what's the most what's the most extreme spot? Have you seen like an extreme spot yet or anything like that? Like, oh, I have a I have a a fan who he's become a friend because he has so many Mothka tattoos. But he's a fashion designer in Toronto. Yeah, he has my handwriting on his neck. And he has Whoa. my nocturnal album cover on his chest. Wow. Nice. That's yeah. crazy. That's and crazy. Uh, I sent him the album before it came out and he got it. You have to at this point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can't change the cover now. That is yeah, yeah. <laughs> on yeah. your body. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's, that has to be weird. You know, like. Someone coming up saying, yeah. hey, I got your lyrics tattooed across my neck. <laughs> yeah, here's yeah. your handwriting. It's permanent. Here we go. I know. Like... I just tell people, you know, if they want to get a tattoo by me, just get a little moth. Because then it can have many yeah, there meanings, you, go. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's more versatile. <laughs> Do yeah. you, uh, on the darker side of that, not to be a downer, but with uh, so so many fans and such a passionate fandom to get tattoos on them, do you ever run across like toxic fandoms or people that kind of kind of scare you in a way? Mm, I I definitely have experienced that like in the past. Um, probably actually before I even had um, as much of a following as I do now is I had some toxic conversations with maybe people that were a little creepy a little sketchy a little obsessed with me Mm -hmm. um and i have had i did have someone say they were gonna burn my merch because i didn't reply to them oh very nice yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's that's not a red flag or anything (laughs) and to be fair like they did send me something really heartfelt this long story about their life and i probably saw it replied in my head and then didn't say anything and so they viewed that as me ignoring them and then i mean that that sucks because i can't reply to every message yeah right and um yeah i felt i felt bad but also it was just like so petty like if you're gonna burn my (laughs) t-shirt sorry i don't know what to tell you (laughs) but um i try to respond to to messages when i can it's just like I can't have this uh, impression that I'm constantly available all the time. Yeah, and, right. You know. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. That's the thing about um, social media, and you know, nowadays everyone's so it's so easy to contact who who they listen to or who they like, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know like there's some of the bigger people that it's just noise, but uh, everyone's so available. Like they don't realize that because someone's available, they don't claim ownership of that person. 
you know just because you you're good to your fans or whatever it doesn't mean you you're theirs you're still a human being (laughs) totally and i like i like sleep with my phone in the other room like i can't be on it all the time No, you have to take a fucking break right like you have to take a break yeah and i think i i also don't want to i don't know i like to post and then i kind of like don't read the comments and don't look at yeah, like, don't my name. Put it I don't want to be yeah. Moscow all the time, just live in that. Yeah. You know, right. I'd go insane. So yeah, I have to turn my brain off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Coop, that same thing happens when we, you post a podcast and you tag me. I'm like, I, the, the reply. Do you not listen to it? I just, I just get inundated with the fandom. People just oh, right. Yeah, we know. have such we have so many followers. <laughs> oh my no. god! No, <laughs> no. I will say I do sometimes like have a hard time listening back because I'm like I get so excited about our guests or like tonight, and I'm like I feel like I'm like over talking, and then I'm like yeah. I have to shut this off. I sound like a nerd, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I could listen to myself back doing that many podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well so far john and i behave we don't geek out mm-hmm. we come we mm-hmm. come really close a few times like i said we had kelly scott from failure and when i had steve albini we we, we kind of geeked out on those who are but, you trying to manifest getting on the show uh well you, you know you're here right here <laughs> yeah so we are we oh, already did it so we're it. done um, <laughs> you peaked no <laughs> we, we peaked yes uh yeah so john and i always had this long running joke we always talk about the movie showgirls um mm. that we uh we're, we're always joking because we love it because it's so trashy and terrible <laughs> i would love to f- for Elizabeth Berkeley to answer my email wow. and just acknowledge <laughs> that we that we talk about her movie on this podcast. That's awesome. It's not going to happen. You, no, it no. will. No. You got to put it into the universe. <laughs> yeah, see. see? Yeah. Well, go. it worked for Mothica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so do you have a, a tour this summer? Or what are you doing this this year? Oof. Um, I was supposed to be on a tour like right now, a uh, headlining tour, sadly did not pan out. I'm working on like getting a manager to help me manage all of this. And then, yeah, right now it's just finishing this album, trying to do a tour when that's out. Um, okay. I, yeah. I can't decide between trying to headline something or like trying to open for someone bigger um but we'll see yeah do you have any festival dates this year i do they're in my instagram bio but um yeah sonic temple rockville incarceration incarceration yes um and another one that's not announced yet that's in oklahoma Ah, and some some home love yeah (laughs) Hell yeah. Love it. Love it. I, w- I want to say uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to come and hang with us. Um, I love your album. I love Nocturnal. That's my favorite. Cause that's Thank when you. I listened to you. First, I know I went backwards. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and as an as an old, I want to say that uh, for all, all the knuckleheads out there who think that younger artists are 
just TikTok fa- fads and or just you know internet phases or whatever. Like not all of them are that. There's some good artists out there, and uh, open your mind a little bit. I still don't have TikTok, and I probably won't. Get really? It. Yeah. Jesus I'm only, Christ, Coop. I'm the only hmm. person. Well, I know because if I did get on TikTok, I would just be looking at it for like twelve hours at a time. That's I the know. whole point. Yeah, when yeah. you have to I shut know. your brain off for like three hours, but, you get on TikTok. I can't and watch shut my dog brain videos off. and shit. It's great. Are you <laughs> watch? Are you on Instagram Reels? Do you watch reels? Uh, no, I because I know that's just a gateway into oh, TikTok. Oh my god! <laughs> so, Martha, my, can you help him at all? Yeah. <laughs> can, can, can but my him? my point is, uh, <laughs> don't be like me and automatically assume that people who have, you know, self made, you know, from TikTok or Instagram or whatever social media, it's not bad. There's some legitimate artists out there who put out very very good music and put on a hell of a live show. Oh and, yes. Uh, so, yeah, sell all your data to TikTok. Get on yes. there. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that's so funny. I I love it. I love it. Um, I'm glad to be your gateway. Uh, to, to TikTok <laughs> artists. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so yeah. good. <laughs> um, but thank you very much for hanging out with us. It was a lot uh, good fun. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this was welcome. awesome. You're welcome to come back anytime, but we promise we won't talk about Showgirls in the next time. Okay, okay. No, I have to go watch that now. Yeah. <laughs> do, I mean, do but don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. know that, like, you're about to get into something and then. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. You can leave at any time. <laughs> I'll, I'll come back when you've downloaded TikTok and we can talk about. <laughs> oh. yeah maybe maybe there'll be like a trend on tiktok with showgirls like clips and then yeah. we can just bring it all together yes. it'll be amazing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah thanks for hanging out with us and uh, everyone listen to mothica follow her on the socials um buy some merch it's really cool looking <laughs> and then Thank new you. album in the fall we yeah. hope right yes sometime Sometimes okay, don't, don't rush it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess that'll about do it for this episode. Uh, uh, like us on the socials, like, subscribe, do all that stuff. Um, this has uh, been the Crush Monocle Podcast. I'm your host, Coop. John, Mike. here. Hello. I look, Back. I interrupted you. Look, See? Making it even Good. Worse. So you're getting better. John <laughs> is my co host, and our guest tonight was Mothica. Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. That does it. Take it easy. Uh, this has been a Crush Monster Podcast. Out.